Welcome, welcome all to the Pro Football Radio Podcast. This is your co-host, Jay Chima, with the pride and joy of Merrimack, New Hampshire, Brandon Lefuma Silva. How are you, brother, man? Uh, doing all right. Doing all right, considering the circumstances of what's going on in the NFL. But, you know, I think we're all just kind of hanging in there at this point, just standing by to stand by. Uh, how are you doing, Jay? Because I know we were all watching Monday Night Football in, in real time, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, it's been a, it's been a rough couple of days. Um, it's Wednesday now, since we're recording, and uh, you know, right off the bat, this is gonna be a little bit of a different podcast. Usually, we'll do game previews and talk about different topics in the NFL, but today, with the with what happened on Monday Night Football between the Bengals and the Bills, and Demar Hamlin having a cardiac arrest on the field, um, I think there's some bigger issues we need to discuss and talk about in regards to what happened that game, right? Um, if the, the basically the skinny of that situation is Monday football, DeMar Hamlin gets hit by, I believe it was T Higgins in the chest, mm-hmm. um, stands right back up um, after the hit and then collapses in two seconds. Um, he basically has to have CPR administrated on the field for nine minutes and eventually they re- restored his heartbeat, got him into an ambulance and took him to the ICU ward at uh, University of Cincinnati Hospital. Uh, that was the events of Monday night. Um, the next day, not much information came out. Uh, but then today we got some information that, you know, his breathing was 100% on the, ven- the ventilator. Now it's down to 50%. Um, there's some positive signs, cautious optimism. Obviously nothing is clear yet. He's not out of the woods. He's still in the ICU ward with a long battle ahead of him. Um, but that's basically what the Moore Hamlin situation um, stands. And I know both me and you, Puma, we were pretty shook up about it. We were texting. We were talking about it when it happened. Um, it's something that I've never seen in my lifetime. Um, you know, it's it's the one time we always talk about how the NFL sport is like the Roman gladiators of, of prior of yesteryear. Um, and this is as close as you will get. Like before Monday night, it was all game. But Monday night, it was life or death for DeMar Hamlin. And there were times on that field before they restored his heartbeat where it was death. And it was a scary situation for everybody involved. Um, The players, the coaches, everybody was shook up. Uh, Eventually, the NFL had to postpone the game. And that was the right call. You know, everybody was talking about, you know, there's people on Twitter and social media talking about they got canceled a game. We all were saying it. And I'm glad the NFL made the uh, the right decision to, to postpone the game. Yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, I, I, I second everything you just said. I mean, I've I've never seen anything like it. Uh, you know, a couple of people were, you know, DMing me uh, a video of, I believe it was uh, Chris Pronger in the NHL. Like, he had something similar happen to him where he took a slap shot off his chest. And, you know, same situation and in, in everything uh, that uh, that DeMar had uh, on, on Monday Night Football. But, you know, I was watching. I was watching that in real time. Uh, you know, as the rest of the country, and I, you know, I'm looking at it, and you know, they said, "Oh, we're gonna have like an injury timeout," and it's like, okay, like kind of a benign hit, but like, all right, maybe something happened because at that point in the game, like another Bills player went out with a concussion. I was like, oh, geez, like it's it's kind of like a war of attrition type of deal. And then when they came back from break and they they showed the replay of him falling down, I was like, okay, this is much more than just like a benign hit and like, you know, maybe like a mild concussion type of deal. And they started showing like Josh Allen's reaction and, you know, Tredavious White is damn near, you know, inconsolable at that point. And I was like, okay, like we have a much larger situation going on on the field. And, you know, when they started saying like CPR for nine minutes and then they had to hit him with the AED two times, it was like, you know, 
I, I, I was speechless. I, I kept recycling, you know, refreshing Twitter for, for any update. And I think Jay, you were the one that sent me the tweet from one of the beat reporters. I can't remember if it was for the bills or, or the Bengals, uh, where, the person said, like, you could hear a pin drop in the stadium, and even to that effect, like, you could have heard the ambulance leave the stadium and drive all the way onto the highway. Mm-hmm. That's how quiet the stadium was. And, you know, I, I, I just have to say off the top, like, you know, there there is not enough credit that can be given to the health and medical staff of mm-hmm. the Cincinnati Bengals, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I understand, like, they train for stuff like that. But to actually have it in real time is, you know, met, there's you can't give them enough accolades. You know, the mm-hmm. University of Cincinnati, the, the, the trauma level one hospital pretty much in the region out there. So, I mean, you know, all of the, the medical facilities are in place for this guy. I mean, it's it's we're we're just standing by to stand by. I mean, I've been looking through Twitter, you know, every every hour on the hour almost uh, trying to see what what is transpiring. It's just, you know, like you said, Jay, it's just cautious optimism at this point. Yeah, and, you know, at the end of the day, I, <sighs> I, I second everything you say in regards to those trained professionals. Those guys were heroes that night. Like, short of, you know, DeMar Hamlin dropping and collapsing in a hospital, that was probably the second best place for him to do it uh, on a football field where there's so much resources available to him. Because in those critical situations, the first thing you got to do is obviously CPR and pump the blood into the heart. Then you got to control the airway, uh, the uh, the breathing, right? Uh, the AADs, all that stuff. And the NFL, you know, unbeknownst to me, not just doesn't have like team doctors. I mean, they've got like airway management physicians on site. I don't know if you saw that graphic that went around about all the resources and all the doctors they have on, on site for NFL games. I mean, there's people like, you know, people that like monitor your breathing, people that monitor your neurological, all the independent stuff that you can think of besides the team doctors were on site. I didn't know they had a dentist on site as well, just in case you needed something to be fixed with your teeth. So, um, you know, kudos to those guys for getting him, you know, his heartbeat restored as soon as possible. Uh, the real question here is, and this is where like, I know a couple of cardiac nurses and like, I was talking to one at the store the other day about how, you know, the real question is just how much brain loss functionality will mm-hmm. he have, if any. How long did the brain go without oxygen? That, that's key in all this, right? Um, you know, the, the, the lungs, that will come back. The, the broken ribs will come back. Uh, even the heartbeat, it, once it's restored and his vitals are back to normal, that's, that's key. But it all is going to come down to basically how he's going to, when he does come back, you know, what his cognitive function is going to be. And that's key in all this. Right. Like the football... The continuum of the football career is a, you know, a way off in the distance goalpost at this point. Like, you know, life is is really like the 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 first mile marker here, and you know, Jay, I know in the past I've been critical of <clears throat> like ESPN and, and the Monday Night Football broadcast, but like in a, in a weird way, I feel like ESPN that might have been like their finest hour mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. this Monday night football crew because they were cognizant of what was going on. And granted, like the players took matters in their own hands and pretty much made it like a human wall around the situation. So no camera could really get in. But I felt like the producers and Bristol took note of this and was like, okay, we're not going to do tight shots of this. We're going to play it back. We're going to admit that we have nothing really to report on what's going on in the field 
it was tough conversations with Susie Colbert and, and Booger McFarlane and Adam Schefter. Uh, I thought Joe Buck and, and Troy Aikman really handled themselves well. Um, I know I've been a critic of Booger McFarland in the past as well, too. But, I mean, they they really earned their stripes with how they handled the situation on Monday with, you know, the utmost, I guess, reporting integrity, you could say, having that human element and not having no problem admitting that, like, you know, we don't really have anything to report on. We're knowing as you know, the same as you type of deal. And um, I think it was kind of their finest hour. And the the head coaches of both teams, they pretty much, you know, Jay, like, I'm not going to bury the NFL here, um, but they they essentially took the the call of the game out of the powers that be's hands. Like, there were reports going around, and Troy Vincent shot it down today, so who knows what's true. Um, of like, hey, like, everyone has, like, a five-minute warm-up period, and we're going to go back to the game. Uh, Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor were like, that is not happening on our watch. And at one point you could clearly see Sean McDermott mouth. We're going back to the locker room. And then like, you know, everyone was exchanging like, you know, hugs and, and dapping each other up. And, you know, it, it, it was kind of weird to see the coaches take matters in their own hands. But at the same time, like it shows where we've kind of come as like, you know, I guess like in a, as like a society in a way, because we always envision like football players and coaches of, you know, being the tough gritty guys. Like we're going to play no matter what, like regardless of what happens type of deal. But like the human element clearly entered this game for both parties involved. And, you know, I, 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 I can't say enough about the, the coaching staff, ESPN and, and, and everything. Yeah. And I saw a lot of the, uh, the hate going around for the NFL as well. And, and to be real, Puma, like in these situations, we want to try to find somebody to blame, right? Like, this is such mm-hmm. a freak accident. We're trying to find, whether it's the NFL or Skip Bayless or Bart Scott, whoever, whoever we're trying to blame, it's just to make ourselves feel better because of how freak the accident is. And I, it's right. like the, at the end of the day, it's unprecedented. So, like, I can't hold this against the NFL that they took, you know, they didn't cancel the game within 30 minutes, uh, postponed the game within 30 minutes instead of the 65 minutes they took. Whatever, man. Like, they, they that's a multi-billion dollar business that at the end of the day is trying to figure out, hey, did somebody just die on the field? Like, how, how do we fix, how do, this has never happened before, so what do we do here? So, like, I'm not going to hold that against them. And one of the, one of the great points somebody made about, hey, like, you can't postpone the game immediately because what if like people started leaving the stands and then the ambulance is trying to get out as well or like people that are trying to get right, to the exactly. hospital like i mean that's key in all this stuff you gotta think about right like you don't just postpone the game you think about how this person can get to the icu ward and then on top of that, you figure out what the next steps are right do you release the teams like do you give them information about what's gonna happen next or do you just wait till the next day to figure all this out so like at the end of the day man like a lot's happening a person might have died on the field in, in their estimate I'm not going to hold anything against them here. Right. And, you know, a similar situation happened with uh, UEFA. I forget the, the the name of the player. I think his last name was Erickson for uh, the Swiss national team. Uh, I think it was playing, like, for a club game. And he went down on the field with a with cardiac event uh, as well, too. It wasn't like this. I, I think he had, like, an underlying heart condition. But, you know, they had to administer the AD and do CPR with him on the field. And they had to transport him to the hospital. The difference is, is UEFA called that club team or the Swiss team. I can't remember if it was the national team or not. And pretty much, you know, dictate, you know, directed to them, you guys are going to finish playing this game or it's going to be a three, nothing loss. And like the, the guy's teammates, like they refused to go out until 
you know, they heard like a positive update on, on Erickson's situation at the hospital. And at one point, Erickson hopped on, you know, a video call to talk to his team and say, hey, like, no, I'm fine. Go play type of deal. But like that's UEFA. That's like, you know, world class soccer type of deal. You know, the NFL, as much as they've bungled situations in the past. And to your point, Jay, like it wasn't going to be an immediate thing. It seemed like it was a foregone conclusion as the night went on. Yeah, I think people's yeah. biggest beef is the five-minute mark nonsense that was coming out. But like at least the NFL had the wherewithal to understand the situation and say, like, you know, we're caught. Like we're going to talk to the head coaches. They're the ones in the locker rooms with these guys, and you know whatever they say, it, we're going to abide by their recommendation, and they. They decided to pull the plug, and uh, I, I, you know, the NFL handled this right in the end with doing the right thing. Is there's no way anybody would be able to play this game after yeah, that? Yeah, and I'm glad Roger Goodell made the right call. And like, obviously, we found out about the postponement way after what actually probably happened. I bet you the teams got information that's going to be mm-hmm. postponed way before it was passed on the broadcast team and then to us. So let's cut the NFL some slack here, man. They made the right call. They did the best they could in the situation. So it is what it is. And and I'm glad that Roger Goodell. Didn't put up, didn't pull a Pete Rozelle who actually forced the NFL to go on after Kennedy's assassination happened. Um, I remember mm-hmm. there was some, there was some, you know, Rozelle in one of his interviews said that his biggest regret in his tenure as commissioner was, you know, having those games go on after, you know, uh, Kennedy was assassinated. So, you know, it's one of those things where in the past this has happened and the NFL had to push, you know, a week back after 9 11, right? So they, they, they dealt with that postponing. Um, you know, obviously this is a different situation, but Sean Taylor did pass away um, for the uh, the Washington Redskins at that time, Washington football team or commanders now. Um, so it's, it's you know, it's one of those things where I don't know where they go from here. All I know is the main priority is obviously DeMar Hamlin's health and then obviously all the, the teammates and, and the coaches in the locker room that are traumatized by this, right? So whatever time they need, whatever they got to do, um, they played the Patriots, quote-unquote, this Sunday at 1 p.m. I don't know if that's going to go through. Um, seems like all indications are that the game will be held, but who knows, man. If those guys need more time, then more power to them, and that's that's something you can't... You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fairly... Um, you know, me, Poo, I'm a fairly old school guy. Like, I think I'm born in the wrong generation. I should have been born in the 60s, you feel me? And, like, mm-hmm. I say, rub some dirt on it and play through uh, most of it, right? Well, broken hands, fingers, shoulders, whatever it is, snow, rain. It doesn't matter. But this is different. I mean, this is life or death. I mean, this is way beyond football. This is more of a, a human issue than a football player issue. Right. And, I mean, even to, to that extent, you know, kind of looking at like the upcoming week in totality not like game preview but just like sticking along with the facts at hand with the you know the Hamlin situation like the NFL released a memo I can't remember if it was yesterday or earlier today where they pretty much said like you know any you know any if any player needs like you know mental health you know counseling type deal because of this you know they're gonna have people on site and Hey, Jay, like, do you think it's that far of a bridge across where, like, if enough players get enough traction and they go with the union and they pretty much say, like, we're not playing this week because of this? Like, you think it's like, do you think that's a far bridge across? Because with how today, how everything is today, not just in like the game, but in like society, if like enough players cite like the mental health aspect of what happened and potentially seeing like a teammate die on the field. Like, and they say, like, we're not ready to play this week. There's enough buffer in, like, the Super Bowl schedule and the schedule in general where you could shift things a week or two uh, to accommodate everything. Well, I, I think you can 
I, I, listen, I don't know if this Bengals-Bills game is going to be rescheduled. It's or... not, I don't think – this is – I'm already chalking this up as, yeah. a, as a tie. Well – Like I, no contest, whatever. Well, if if they have flexibility with that one-week window between the Super Bowl and the last playoff game, I know they probably won't move the Super Bowl just because, like, it, hotels are booked, like, everything is – convention centers are booked. Like, it's, it's a big deal to move the Super Bowl. Um, so I, I doubt they will do that. Never say never. But they could potentially go back to that schedule, just having that one week of preparation between um, the Super Bowl and the and the last playoff game. So, I mean, I don't know, uh, truthfully. And the the question, you know, that needs to be asked, and it's a hard one. It's a cold, callous question. But how much time is enough time? Obviously, you can never tell right. somebody how to grieve or how to process all this information. Um, but at the end of the day, we all do have jobs, right? I mean. Uh, I don't know how not to sound cold and callous in this, but people do die every single day. Like the world would come to a screeching halt if we all just stopped working when when somebody died. So uh, take as much time as they need, obviously. Um, but there is going to be a point where they will need to get back on the football field, right? Mm-hmm. No, exactly. And I think that was the thing. A, a lot of like the morning talk shows today were trying to you know talk talk themselves around and. You know, Peter Schrager brought up a great point on Good Morning Football today. It's like, you know, it's in the forefront of our mind of like what's going on with Hamlin at the moment and like the health and the updates and and everything. But he's like, at, at some point, like we are going to have to go back to talking about football and, you know, what is going on with the seating and the playoffs and, you know, and, and whatnot. So. I mean, that's not that far off the horizon. Like, I, I feel like we're getting there. I think, honestly, at this point, everyone is just kind of waiting until there is a, you know, a firm update. At this point, Jay, like, not, again, not to sound, you know, callous or cold, like, I feel there's a firm update either way of, like, they're progressing, you know, enough where, hey, maybe he's not on the ventilator anymore. Or, you know, you, hit a, you brought up a great point at the top about, like, the, the brain activity and like i'm not gonna be a twitter doctor here but like that is a valid benchmark and a concern if you've been out for nine minutes and you've had cpr administered so like that is a clear thing that people are going to have to be cognizant of in this situation and you know to go beyond like the football field here like jay like me personally like i emailed our you know our director of safety because there used to be an AED in our building and there isn't an AED in there anymore. And I straight up sent the email. I cited Monday night football and, and said, Hey, this is going to be weird, but because of the Monday night football you know, situation, I believe this is a valid concern. Like if we need like someone to be certified in order to have like an AED in the building, I am more than happy to do that. Because I don't think there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, ready, willing, and able, and you know, have the training to either do it, use an AED, even though it pretty much walks you through it, or administer a CPR to somebody. If you know, Jay, like, if someone fell in the in your in like the carryout store, like, would you or anyone else like feel like they have the like the proper training to do CPR? Like, uh, no, you know what I mean? Like, not. no, no, man. And and that's like the one thing that I saw on Twitter was like, you know, if there's anything you can do in this situation and learn from the Demora Hamlin situation is that learn how to do CPR. I mean, that that's so key in in pumping the blood in back into the heart and the and you know making sure the blood is circulating and you can restore the heartbeat. That that's key in all this, right? We're not we don't all have AED machines available. You know, 
at the end of the day, it'd be great to have it at your house or obviously at your work or wherever it is. But the first first thing that everybody can do and learn from this situation is to go get CPR certified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I'm, uh, I'm ordering a uh, pocket mask with the one mouth from Amazon as soon as we hop <laughs> off this. I was looking at it earlier today, and I'm going to – seriously, I'm going to look at classes and whatnot. Yeah. Like, this is – this is this is wild that you know who did not have that on the galactic bingo card of yeah. like the ripple effects of this but like this is this is this is real <laughs> well, well listen like th- there really are very few sudden ways to die like I'm, I'm not talking like you're 85 and your organs just give out spontaneously i'm talking like if you're a regular person you're in your mid you know 30s or 20s or whatever it is like short of like an extreme accident like your heart's the one thing that you got to keep an eye on that's the thing that can cause sudden death you know immediately right so it's important to understand the signs of it how to you know how to administer cpr if you got bear in the house that's key as well taking that minutes after a cardiac event i mean all that stuff is so important right so you know, mm-hmm. if if we can learn anything from the situation, is man, take care of yourself, take care of your loved ones, be prepared, and jump into action when needed. You know. Yep. Oh God. Well, Jay, that's. I mean, uh, I don't know. I think we've covered everything at this point. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't really have anything else to say. I know we were talking about this offline. Like neither one of us really wanted to do this today, but. Yeah, felt it, it obligated would, to. Yeah, I mean, you've got to talk about these kind of things, right? Um, you can't just run away and hide and not come do your job, <clears throat> Shannon Sharp. But still, uh, at the end of the day, it's important to give it the the severity it deserves and to be respectful of what happened. And obviously, we're not gonna jump into football today. That's the furthest thing from our mind. Um, but it's important to talk about these things and and you know just just you know think about Demar and his family and, and you know I'm not a praying man myself um I've kind of walked away from my faith years ago but I did think about him I did you know send out good vibes that's the best I can do without any any god in my corner or Allah in my corner so I'm thinking about him and his family you know mhm likewise well that's all I got that's all, right. all we got this up, episode man. of the pod can be found on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, YouTube, under Pro Football Radio Podcast, or anywhere else you get your podcast here. Uh, you know, go back, listen to our previous episodes if you want a good laugh. Uh, Five star review on Google and Apple Podcasts help with the algorithm to getting out to more of the masses. Social media wise, Facebook, Instagram, Pro Football Radio Podcast. Twitter machine. I'm on uh, it's uh, at PFR podcast. I'm on the Twitter machine at Brando underscore Puma and the captain of the ship uh, helping us navigate these waters is uh, Jay Chima at Jay Chima. Uh, you know, I know you guys are looking forward to like game previews. Just be on the lookout on social media. I'll put up my best bets in like the next day or two. And I'm sure we'll have some other stuff. <clears throat> come out uh you know on the social media platforms with you know thoughts on upcoming games or whatnot if you have any questions hit us up on the, in the dms or in the mentions we're more than happy to chat but just today ain't the day to talk about that yeah absolutely and we'll resume our uh regularly scheduled programming next week with some playoff previews uh everything should be shaken out at the end of at the end of this weekend, we should have a firm grasp on what's going to happen in the playoffs and who's the matches are going to be. Obviously, they'll have to figure out if that Buffalo Bills Bengals game is going to be played or not. But we'll resume all the game previews next week. So we'll talk to you guys then. Vaya con Dios.